Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. We're in a particularly crucial moment in the evolution of events and event technology. The pandemic really accelerated a lot of trends towards digitization that were embraced by the industry because really we had no choice. Now we need to take a hard look at what we've learned so far and what our strategies should be moving forward. I'm Michael Shapiro, Executive Editor for North Star Meetings Group, and I had the pleasure of discussing this in the recent online Meetings Tech Roundtable 2021 with a fantastic panel of industry thought leaders. Entrepreneur, investor, and advisor Marco Giberti, CEO of Vesuvio Ventures, tech expert Dahlia Al-Ghazar, the founder and force behind Dahlia Plus Agency, and marketing and events executive Kathy Song-Novelli, senior vice president of marketing and communications at Hubelo. Following are some highlights of our discussion, but I encourage you to check out the complete roundtable on demand at northstarmeetingsgroup.com slash meetingstech2021. I think we can all agree that we're in a particularly crucial moment in the evolution of events and event technology. The pandemic really accelerated a lot of trends in the area of digitization that we've been seeing for a long time, but you know, a lot of us adopted these trends because we didn't have a choice. So now, as we slowly get back to more of a blend between the physical and the digital, uh, I think there's going to have to be a lot of decisions made about how we're using technology in our events moving forward. So with that said, why don't we start with the, the introductions? Marco, why don't you get us started? Sure. Well, my background is basically a combination between uh, media, technology, and live events. started my career with Apple when I was very, very young. And after that, I started my own business on a B2B media company. We spin off an events company and an e-commerce company from scratch to exit. Uh, those businesses were acquired by different strategic companies. In the in live events world, um, I did a joint venture with Read Exhibitions for a long time. And after exiting that joint venture, I started Vesuvio Ventures, which is a company where I invest uh, time and money on technology startups around live events, education technology, marketing technology, and B2B media technology. Excellent. Uh, Dahlia, you want to jump in? The Dahlia Plus team is, is literally just always mining the gap between how to create different experiences and what elements can bring more like return on engagement, return on experience for organizers, no matter what type of events they're putting together. Obviously, technology plays a great role in that, but the design of the events as well as the production piece of it are critical and essential. Kathy, uh, why don't we go to you? Go ahead and introduce <laughs> Yes, thank you. I have been in marketing for decades now. And I think for all of you who are in a similar boat, it's feeling like deja vu, right? You're being catapulted into this digitization faster than you want. The difference, I'd say, with where we are today, with really seeing the maturity of events become more digital, is that we have to move faster, right? So I think, you know, we're all in this great place of let's share everything that we can 
what works and what doesn't. And I, you know, I think it's it's important to see that we're all coming from different places and 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 calling for this sharing. I think that we are in a in a phase where we could potentially be sharing a lot more, you know, between event tech suppliers, event profs, people covering the industry, and and that needs to continue in order to really refine the best practices. Can we start with lessons learned? Like, what do we know to this point? Uh, Marco, in your book, you have a lot of case studies and that you were asking for people to report back with more after the book came out. Do you have recent insight into some of the models that are working best for how people are integrating technology into their event programs? It's amazing to see how fast things are moving forward on the good and bad way, which means on the bad way first, which I think that is probably where we can learn a lot, is some organizers were pretty naive on the potential engagement between buyer and seller on B2B events, and they were really frustrated with the promise of digital is going to give you this and that, and, and actually it never happened. And some sponsors and, and exhibitors, they, they lose faith on virtual because of awful experiences. The positive is that we're learning faster than ever before because, as Kathy said, we need to, we have to, there is no other choice, and we have permission to experiment and innovate like never before. If I could tell my board that I will be doing some of the experiments that I see today, they will kill me because those experiments could damage the massive asset that is a trade show or a big conference. And we don't need to do that because life was pretty good before COVID. Now it's a different game. And every single event organizer, public, private, or entrepreneurial, small companies, they have permission to innovate. And because of that, organizers are moving those experiments into real opportunities. And, and we're learning that we could probably monetize education online like never before. Education is one of the massive opportunities online because it works. And we still have massive challenges around matchmaking, networking, face-to-face -face meeting and commerce. It's very difficult to to replace that on a, on a digital meeting. I keep saying that you build trust face-to-face. Uh, and the face-to-face -face connection is critical to build trust uh, on a B2B world and also, of course, B2C. And, and replacing that just with digital interaction is not easy. I'm not saying that it's going to be impossible in the future, but until now, it was pretty tough. Dalia, um, why don't you jump in on that? Here's a couple of things that our team has noticed, especially in the last couple of years. Because we have been in the hamster wheel and because we have been in this crunch and this I'm going to call it chaos because for, for a lot of people, it has been from a revenue perspective, from a brain drain, you know, this, this era that we're in that they're, you know, that we're dubbing as a great resignation where there's a talent drain within organizations as well. That's something to take a look at to a point where we sort of are, are almost paralyzing ourselves from exploiting the chaos. So we're looking at it from new norm, how we were before, how do we get back to the revenue numbers that we had in, you know, 2019. I honestly don't see a lot of organizers or planners or strategists for that matter that have learned any lessons because why are we still in this bubble of let's go back to how it was? Because obviously, our consumers, our attendees, our stakeholders, behaviors have changed tremendously. The, the people that we knew or know, the attendees, the sponsors, 
they don't live where we think they live anymore. Our databases, the behaviors are different. You know, consuming content is different. For those that think, oh, I need registration numbers that are in the thousands and they end up with like in the hundreds, they're disappointed. So even the KPIs and the metrics are not even revisited. We, we try really hard not only to push technology platforms, but you need to push people to think creatively. It's a roller coaster, rethinking and reinventing, looking at like how to design micro events or hub and spoke, et cetera. We're not there. We're like uh, the majority is saying we did virtual for a little because we had to. Let's go back to live. Let's go back to the five million that I was getting on a trade show bo- trade show floor. Well, guess what? It might not be that way. So what are you going to do now? It's interesting because uh, on the one hand, we're seeing this. You're, you're seeing this lack of innovation because people are still scrambling because they're still on the hamster wheel. And on the other hand, as Margot pointed out, there is this permission to innovate that a lot of people didn't have before. So maybe people just need time to get there. Kathy, in terms of what you see working from like uh, the standpoint of, of the events you're planning, as well as what you're seeing in mass among the, the clientele at Hubelo, what, what's, what's changing and what kind of best practices are developing? And I'll sort of start with some of the mistakes, and they were not mistakes, I'd say, by organizers or the industry. It was just not knowing what to look for. And I think some of those takeaways are still not totally being learned. As an event organizer last year, we jumped into a platform without knowing what our responsibility was going to be. Right, We're used to having producers and other people really handle the technology. And I remember we were like, oh, we are, we're on our own. Right? And so what we did, and I think this is what a lot of people did, they went for simple. They wanted to decrease the risk of not knowing how to power anything more technical or anything more engaging. Right? So we sort of defaulted towards basically turning all of our events into webinars. I think that was a mistake that a lot of people learned. And now they're moving forward because they have either mastered the technology, increased the amount of technical folks they've got on their event teams, sort of reshuffled the way that their internal teams look, as well as the vendors and the technology that they utilize for every event, right? They sort of reconfigured their model as time has gone on. And then there are some who, who are still sort of stuck at like the, as Dahlia and Marco mentioned, like, oh, let's just go back to live. But I think if you talk to different personas within the industry, and particularly coming from my perspective of the corporate marketer, from my bottom line perspective, I cannot see ever going back to 80-20. I just can't. I get exponentially greater reach. You know, I get a ton more insights. I can be more nimble and be like, hey, the industry is talking about this. Let's do an event in four weeks and talk about this, right? There's just so, oh, and not to even mention the ROI, right? And the different campaigns that we can build straight from these events. And so I don't know any CMO or VP of events at a corporation that is thinking like, yes, let's go back to in-person. They want in-person. Like it, it's going to come back, but it will never go back to 80-20. I think from a business perspective. 
I don't think I've used the H word until now, but no one really agrees on a definition of hybrid and if an event should be a hybrid or, or are we talking about, is it more of a big picture, you know, 80, 20, whatever, whatever uh, breakdown you want to use. Let me flip it. I want to hear Marco explain hybrid at this point. <laughs> Thank you for and that. The reason for, well, I'm not putting you on the spot. You're the event tech godfather. I'm dubbing you right now. If you can explain it from both sides, I think the audience will appreciate it. I'll, 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 I'll try to keep it simple. I'm sick to talk about hybrid events for many different reasons. I, I, I wrote a blog post about hybrid world, not about hybrid events, because I think that we're missing the point if we're just talking about hybrid around events. We're going to be and we're probably living on a hybrid world. And, and if you see what the big tech co companies are doing, like Microsoft or Apple or Facebook or any big tech company, they're building cloud software for a hybrid world. And that hybrid world is impacting remote work or telemedicine or big industries. Um, if you talk with the corporate world, they're all rethinking the way that their office is going to interact with their employees. Are the office going to be a meeting point and employees are going to work from all over the world and just meet at the office for some specific activities? That conversation is 100% relevant for us in the event world because we can and should learn lessons from those massive questions and massive you know, problems and opportunities and transform those learnings into hybrid events. That's why I think that the, the big issue is what could we learn from remote work or telemedicine? I, I, and it probably sounds weird, and apply those lessons into my own event, my own community. I don't think that events should be events anymore, three or four days. Events should be thinking as a platform that interacts online and offline 365. But now uh, let me put it out, the question to, to any of you, how do we make that shift? In asking the question of where do you start, I think a lot of people have this gut reaction to want to do research and figure out the technology they need and the options that they've got. And I think they're getting ahead of themselves when they start there. I think the first point where everyone needs to start is by understanding, again, what your audiences look like because it's changed. Whatever you think about your audience, pre-2020 has changed. The pandemic has redefined work-life balance. It has redefined what I will accept and not accept with an event. And so I know my 2022 is going to be jam-packed with more live events, but I will never give up a week of not seeing my kids again for that. I expect every event to have really amazing in-person opportunities for networking, some thought leadership, et cetera. But I also expect that they're going to have a lot of that content available online, on demand, virtually live, whatever that might be. And I think that people need to understand what for their brand, for their association, for whatnot, what their audiences will tolerate, right? Because your audience, if they are a bunch of marketers, is going to be very different with regards to what they want in versus live and, and virtual than a target audience of developers. It's just going to be totally different. So I think understand region by region what your target audience will tolerate, then build out your strategy, then start testing this year, right? 
push the limits, see what you can do technically to move away from being a boring webinar. NAB just announced today that they're canceling their event. And we're going to see, unfortunately, more announcements like that. But the difference with last year is that now we should have a digital strategy ready for plan B if for any reasons we will need to cancel face-to-face again. And I think that the conversation is not when it's going to happen because nobody knows and it's out of our control. Is event technology must be part of the conversation for event organizers and solution regardless when when we're going back. I think that's one of the lessons learned going back to your previous question. And again, if you see what's happening right now with many other industries, uh, let me use the example of venture capital. Venture capital, usually the model is you invest meeting people face-to-face, spending time with entrepreneurs at their office, and there is this Silicon Valley idea that you invest you know, 50 miles around your office because you don't want to take a plane and visit the, the portfolio companies. That changed dramatically. Now investors are investing after Zoom meetings and on a global basis because they are learning a way to interact and build trust regardless of the face-to-face meeting. It's very interesting to analyze those experiments in other industries. And, and I keep thinking, again, as a recovering event organizer, I keep translating those things. So, okay, how can I create trust on the, on the buyer-seller meeting regardless if it's face-to-face or digital? Can I create a community engagement, secure, private, that, that creates that? And if I have to cancel the show for any reason face-to-face, I have a digital plan that will, st- will, will help the community in some way. So I, I, I um, just to piggyback on what Kathy and Marco are saying here, in regards to what we see our clients as well as organizers in the industry, they're struggling with worst case scenario planning. And with the digital strategy being a plan, not only in the case of what if I have to cancel our face-to-face. Granted, there's liabilities, there's penalties with the venue, with you know partners. We all get that, and I, I, I sympathize with the organizers. If they're ugly crying in the bathroom with a bottle of wine, I, I, I get it, like totally. But the thing that is happening is they're not thinking of experiences or the connections between buyers and sellers on a continuum. They're trying to just patch it, as Rachel was saying, in regard in the in the group chat, one by one event. And this is why associations are having trouble. They're thinking one annual to their next. They're not thinking micro events in the middle. They're not thinking of community building and then putting and designing events around it. They're not thinking of their content con- con- continuum. And it's unfortunate because it's not in their wheelhouse. They are kick-ass event planners, not about the content marketing. This is old new skills that Yoda would come and say, you got to learn this or else go out and get your Jedi, because you you need to do this now. The C-suite is not giving their internal teams a chance to think deeper 
to think outside the box, to look outside of the industry. This is where you need to get strategists in. You need to get people that don't sit around the table to come and be part of what's the alternative plan. How do we do this? Not to think from three months, six months, but to think ahead to 2025. This is exactly what we should be doing. Digital plan, what technology platforms, and bringing in the tech platforms as strategists. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.